Hello, this is Ahuka. Welcome to Hacker Public Radio and to another in our ongoing series uh, about LibreOffice. And in this case, we are still on LibreOffice Writer, as we probably will be for some time to come yet. There's an awful lot to discuss here. We've looked at a couple of different types of styles. So, if you recall back to when we first looked at the styles and formatting window, uh, that there were five kinds of styles mentioned. There were paragraph styles, character styles, frame styles, page styles, and list styles. And we've already discussed paragraph styles and character styles. Uh, I'm going to go to list styles next. Even though that is the fifth one in there, I think it makes sense to go there now. Uh, and there are some interesting things about page styles and frame styles that uh, deserve bringing those together, but to do that I've got to bring in some stuff about page layout. So I think uh, it just makes more sense to get list styles in here now. Uh, so that's uh, I'm going to do an introduction to list styles for this particular episode. Now lists are something that you use uh, very frequently in documents, and there are good reasons to create styles for this purpose. First of all, a style gives you full control very easily. You can set the amount of indentation, the line spacing, numbering, characters used. Uh, there's quite a few different things you can set there. Uh, second, by creating a style you, for this, you have consistency compared to using the buttons on the formatting toolbar. And finally, by using styles, you can make changes later much more easily than if you manually formatted your lists. So, uh, for instance, if you wanted to, say, change the, the font used in a style, you could do that easily, even in a very long document, by just adjusting the style and the whole document would update. Uh, you could uh, change the spacing, the indentation, what have you. Uh, and by doing it in a style, it becomes very easy to update the entire document. Now again, I'm just going to remind everyone, styles live inside of templates. So if you were creating a style that you wanted to save for future use, uh, if you wanted it generally available, you should save it inside your default template. Uh, or if you are creating a template for a special project, you'd want to save the style you create in that project. So we've talked about all of that before, uh, so I'm not going to go into all of the details involved in doing that right now. Uh, you can go back and review earlier episodes or go to my website, www.ahuka, that's A-H-U-K-A, dot com, 
and uh, if you take a look at the LibreOffice tutorials there, you'll see all of that information. Now, taking a look at uh, list styles, the first thing we want to point out is that they're really a particular case of paragraph styles. Uh, and what, what do I mean by that? Uh, if you go back and look to where I first introduced styles and talked about this, uh, I, I, I talked about the paragraph mark, and every time you hit the enter key, a paragraph mark gets placed in the document, uh, and that's an indication that you have finished a paragraph level object of some kind. So if you turn on non-printing characters, just start a, a little test document to take a look at this. You turn that on uh, so that you see the paragraph marks, and then just, uh, you know, for this purpose, click on the button for a, a numbered list and just start creating a list real fast. You know, make it a shopping list. Milk, eggs, cheese, butter, uh, you know, meat, vegetables. And as you do that, note that after each item on the list, you hit the enter key. And when you take a look at the document, you'll see the paragraph mark put in there. Uh, and that's an indication you're dealing with a paragraph level object. So why didn't we do this within paragraph styles the way we did before? And, and the real reason is that lists have some special qualities and capabilities and things that are just a little different from what you do in ordinary paragraph styles. And that's why LibreOffice sets them up as a separate style category, and this is why I think we should deal with them separately. Now, the fact that they are another instance of paragraph styles means that a lot of the stuff we've already learned is going to carry over. Uh, you know, the same dialog boxes are used. Many of the settings are similar. So that's the first thing we want to get out of the way. The second thing is the concept of nested lists. Uh, and that's when there's a list within a list. What do we mean? Well. Let's say I was uh, putting together a list of all of the tasks I needed to do. And uh, so, you know, Saturday morning, I've got some chores, what have you. Uh, so I list, there's five things I need to do on Saturday. Well, let's say one of those five things was go to the store and pick up things. Well, then within that list... Uh, I could insert another list that, that went with that item go to the store that listed the things that I need to buy. Or uh, if I needed to go to the mall, what are the stores that I need to visit, stuff like that. That's an example of a nested list. Another example of a nested list is an outline. All right. So if you have ever created an outline, and if you haven't, it's worth looking at. Um, it's a very good way of organizing your thoughts about something. So uh, if I take a look at, for instance, how I've organized what I'm doing with LibreOffice, uh, you know, I've got LibreOffice and then what are the components? So I list the various components, writer, uh, calc, impress, base, draw, and so on. And then within each of those, I could break it down further and say, well, for writer, I've, I'm looking at key concepts like templates and styles and page layout and uh, 
mail merges, things like that. And then within each of those, it can get broken down. So uh, on styles, you know, we've we've recorded. I think uh, this I think is maybe the eighth uh, thing that I've recorded just on styles. So you know, that's an uh, example of a nested list. Uh, very useful kinds of things to have. And that's one of the things we can do with lists that we don't do with ordinary paragraphs and things like that. Now, one of the things that we have to just watch out for, terminology is, is uh, going to be just a little flaky here. LibreOffice is not consistent. They use different terminology um, to talk about the same thing. So, the styles that we're talking about are sometimes called list styles. In other places, they're called numbering styles, or sometimes just numbering. It can get very confusing. You can open up the, the properties of a uh, bullet list, and it will say, numbering style. <laughs> you say, well, I'm not numbering anything, but it just fills that in as the uh, title of that window. Uh, I'm just going to call these things list styles when I'm talking about it generically, or I will specifically say numbered or bulleted list if I want to talk about either one, and I, I will, of course, want to talk about each of those separately. And um, So, by using a style, there are a number of interesting pieces of control. Now, the main reason, as I, we said, the main reason for using styles is that you can define things the way you want it, and if it's saved in a template, you have that available to you all the time. There's a lot of stuff you can do in the properties of a style. Uh, example, last year, uh, I did a session at Ohio Linux Fest uh, that was an introduction to LibreOffice. Uh, seemed to be pretty well received as far as I could tell. One of the people in this session came up to me and said, I've got this question, it's been driving me nuts, and he starts talking about a problem with a list, and it was basically that the text was getting scrunched up against the numbering, and, and, and he couldn't figure out how to fix all of that. And I said, oh, well, it's not hard at all, it's all in the style. Of course, the whole thing we've been talking about with Writer was the importance of styles. So he wasn't surprised when I said that. And there's a thing in their position. And when we get into some details of these styles, we'll talk about all of that. But that was, uh, that was basically the answer to his question. Uh, so we're talking about a tool that I think we want to master. And the other thing is, I, I've noticed that this is one of those things that tends to frustrate lots of people, because styles very often, particularly nested uh, list styles, it people do nested lists and they just get confused, uh, and very often it's not doing what you want it to do. And as I've said before, we have not perfected the use of telepathy in computing yet, so it's no good beating up on your computer because it doesn't do what you want it to do if that's what you're thinking of. You have to figure out how to tell the computer to do what you want. And in the case of uh, lists, it's mastering styles is going to let you do that. Now, I have my styles and formatting window open and anchored to the left-hand side of the screen. 
Remember, we've talked about that before. F11 opens it. Uh, double click while holding down a control key on the second row, and that's going to anchor it all to the left hand side of the screen. We've talked about all of this before. And I, I keep mentioning it because if you're going to master this stuff, you really need to get in the habit of just having this thing open and using it. Now, if we go to the fifth of the icons there, that's the one that is going to bring up the list for uh, the list styles. And when you do that, you're going to see uh, out of the box, probably, at least this is what I get, five things that say list one, list two, list three, list four, list five, and then five more that say numbering one, numbering two, numbering three, numbering four, numbering five. Not terribly descriptive, is it? Hmm. Well, what do these things do? Well, the quickest way to test that is to open up a well, you know, test document and start assigning these styles to different things and, and see what you get. But uh, I'm going to cut to the chase here and tell you that each of these styles is different. It is sometimes a subtle difference. The first five, list one through list five, are for bullet lists. And what are the differences? Mostly the differences are what sort of character is being used for the bullet. Now I emphasize character because what we have here are really uh, characters from fonts, uh, frequently the Dingbats font. Uh, there's, there's other fonts available that you could use, I suppose, um, and we'll talk about that at, uh, perhaps in a subsequent um, recording. Uh, but the, you know, list one is what you would think of as just a standard bullet. List two is uh, kind of a dashed line, uh, a little bigger than a hyphen, uh, maybe like an M dash. Uh, list three is a checkbox. Uh, list four is an arrow that points to the right. Uh, and list five is a kind of a like a written X. Other than that, there's not a huge difference uh, among these, and and that's a clue right there that a lot of the configuration you're going to do with bullet lists isn't choosing what bullet you want. Then we get to the next one, numbering one, numbering two, and so on through numbering five. Uh, Obviously, these are the numbered lists. Uh, the differences can be rather subtle. So, uh, if you choose numbering one, uh, you get Arabic numerals. In other words, what we in the West would write as a one, a two, a three, that kind of thing, followed by a period, and then the text. Uh, there's a blank space, and then the text. If you choose numbering two, it's almost the same, except there's no period. If you choose numbering three, it is the number with no period and kind of a large tab stop inserted so that the text is further off to the right. Uh, if you choose numbering four, you get a Roman numeral with a period after it. 
And if you choose numbering five, uh, it's basically like numbering one with uh, an Arabic numeral and a period, but the space uh, between the period and the text is somewhat smaller. And that's a very subtle difference. Uh, but, you know, if you do a test document, you should be able to see that kind of difference. Um, so, how does it work? Well, we're going to have to deconstruct each of these, and that's going to take us a, a little bit of time to get through. But basically, uh, if you if you recall how we do things with styles, you go into the styles window, and first you click on a style to select it, and then you right-click, and when you right-click, it pops up a window that says New or Modify. Uh, so new, you could create just from scratch a brand new style. Modify means it, we're opening up the style you've selected, and uh, then we're going to make some modifications to it. So, take a look, let's say at list one, select modify, and the properties window pops up. And it's got a number of tabs, organizer, bullets, numbering style, outline, graphics, position, and options. So here's all of these tabs. Now, the first thing we're going to notice is that list one is a bullet list. But if I look at the title of the window, this is the properties window. The title of the window says numbering style list one. Remember how I said LibreOffice is very inconsistent in what they do? And, you know, maybe it'll get to be more consistent. I, I have not seen LibreOffice 4 show up in my repositories yet, uh, as, I'm the, as of when I'm recording this. It just came out uh, very recently. Uh, when it does, you know, maybe that's one of the things they would have cleared up. I don't know. Um, now, on the first tab, it's... Uh, organize, organizer, I'm sorry. And organizer, it's got the name, list one, and then it's got linked with and category, but those are grayed out. You can't do anything. And that's because this is a built-in style. So those things were already kind of set at the factory. Uh, I suppose if, if you were a uh, programmer, you could get into the source code and mess with that if you wanted to, but I'm assuming most people are just users. So let's just say this is not anything you have any control over on a built-in style. Well, what if you wanted to change something? Well, what you could do, and this is useful to remember, is you can create a new style based on an existing style, and that new style, everything can be configured. And if you take a look at the top of your uh, styles and formatting window, all the way to the right, uh, the very last uh, icon there, and if you mouse over, it'll tell you this, uh, is create a new style based on the selection. So let's say you wanted to somehow create a new list style that was linked to something. Um, you know, you could do that, create a new style based on the selection, then the linked with becomes available and you can do something. Right now we're just kind of looking at the general stuff here. So, after Organizer, the next tab is Bullets. 
and the bullets tab lets you choose among the different bullets that they have uh, already set up as options for you and these are based on fonts you can change all of this if you're determined enough to do it and we'll talk about it when you get to the options tab you can start messing around and saying well I want to use different characters from these fonts the point about the bullets window is that you've, you've got eight options available right off the bat um, and for a lot of people those eight options are really all they want uh, to work with. I mean, it gives you something to go on and uh, you don't have to get quite as uh, in the weeds to uh, select something else. Uh, then the third tab, numbering style. Okay, and you can choose among Arabic numerals, Roman numerals, capital letters, lowercase letters, uh, you know, all sorts of different things you can do for numbering style fourth tab it's outline and this is important when we get to the idea of nested lists and how we're going to control them uh, that's a topic in itself so we'll probably have at least one you know maybe two uh, episodes dealing with that because it's a it's a little bit complicated but it's important um, then there's a fifth tab that's graphics uh, and it's also for bullets. But the difference is that the ones on the bullets tab are characters in fonts. The one on the graphics tab are graphical images. Um, and uh, that's not, not all. We're going to see when we get to options there's something there. But, uh, you know, the, if you take a look at the graphics tab, it's got a lot of uh, colored uh, graphics that you can use. The sixth tab is called Position, and Position is where you place precisely each object within a list. So, for instance, uh, numbering 1, numbering 3, numbering 5, all of those had differences, and a lot of it had to do with the positioning. Okay, That was the, the problem that my, my friend at Ohio Linux Fest was running into that uh, you know, if you use, for instance, Roman numerals on a numbered list, uh, you know, your number itself can get large very quickly, as anyone who's worked with Roman numerals knows, and start scrunching up into the actual text because it wasn't set up to be far enough away and he didn't know how to fix that. Uh, well, you could do it here on the position tab. It's just a matter of saying, you know, I want to move this uh, another tenth or you know you you've got some pretty fine control on how far you want to move the text away from the the bullet or the number then the very last one uh, the options tab this lets you uh, do a lot more control over nested lists that you uh, start work with in outline um, and uh, it also gives you the capability of using your own graphic images for bullet lists. It, it's an option that you have to kind of poke around to find, but it's actually in there. And when we talk about bullet lists, we'll discuss that. 
So we got a lot of stuff going on with all of these lists, and uh, I've been talking for a while now, so that probably means it's enough. Uh, I'm going to sign off now and return you to your regularly scheduled programming, but I also want to remind everyone, please do not forget to support free software. Thank you. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.